Hello everybody and welcome back to the Knockout Podcast, episode 37. We are racking them up. Hello everyone, how are we all doing? Yeah, I hope everyone's well first week into lockdown, but we come back with some not good fights. Even mediocre fights might be might be pushing the boat out. But well we had we had some good fights. Yeah. But we're not looking forward to really any good fights. Yeah, we come back with better fights <laughs> than we expected, but what we look forward to is well it's I, I think I think awful would not be uh, would not be Yeah. We yeah, we were just talking and I was saying that there was a point where I was gen like really thought that this card might be cancelled. Like if Paul Felder didn't step up like last minute, um who it was retired technically by the way. Um I think well, at least so yeah, I don't know. It is quite sh- although I don't know if he ever officially mapped it. But at yeah, least he said semi- he said he was thinking about it after the hook yeah, one, didn't he? At least semi retired. Um if he didn't step up like then this card would have been just abysmal. Um but yeah, fair play to him. We'll get but we'll we'll, we'll put that firmly to the back of our minds. Yeah. <laughs> um and we will first turn our attentions to the card that happened on the weekend. Um to share versus Santos and 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 the rest of them. Do you wanna do you wanna start at the top? Should we start at the top? Yep. We've got then. So yeah, we were we were laughing before we came on. Glover to share, Thiago Santos to share and gets it done again. Third round, rear naked choke. And it and you know, I don't want to say it was exactly what we said <laughs> was gonna happen. We called the we called the um the wrong person who was gonna win, but essentially it was can Glover Teixeira, old man strength his way to the clinch and beat him up on the ground? And the answer is, he bloody can. Yeah, he can. And he did it fairly consistently. Like, not it, like throughout the entire fight, pretty much. He like, had to get really hurt in the process. But, um, like, he dominated the first and second round. Second round, 10-8. Um, and mm-hmm. won the first one, despite getting dropped, uh, which is quite a, quite a feat, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, it was just... This one did make me laugh with kind of like how on the money we were. It was just Glover getting brained and then <laughs> and then coming back, which is how he's won like pretty much like the entirety of his last what? Let me just see. Like, yeah, I mean, pretty much the, it, like, it's last the five Smith fights. One, the Smith one, he didn't get battered, but he certainly was losing the early rounds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Carl Roberson one, he literally was within seconds of getting finished and managed to to escape it's just sort of he needs he needs that sort of early knockdown to just get him get him into the fight you know how um yeah it wakes him up <laughs> i don't i don't know if you watched um nathaniel woods sort of walk to the octagon and um, before he goes in um oh god what's his name who's his coach um brad pickett oh, yeah. like slaps him on the face three times like proper hard slaps <laughs> and 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 seemingly this is just glover to share his version of that he just he just he just needs an early knockdown to be like right i'm in a fight let's go yeah it's like glover is not dangerous until you knock him down it was similar to kind of like how uriah hall versus silver was the other week like uriah hall gave him a lot of respect until he got punched in the eye and it was like oh that, oh, that really hurt i've got to finish you now <laughs> like before he was hurt he really wasn't doing that much to silver um but no, yeah, Glover just is not in a fight until he's nearly dead, it seems, which is not a, not kind of a power I'd like to have. Um, 
if I were to pick a skill set, I'd like to be able to get in a fight before I get nearly knocked out. Yeah, you'd like but, to think yeah. so. But you know, he's, he's still tough at forty-seven or what? And forty-one, I think he is. But, um, <laughs> very old. Um, so yeah, fair place to Glover. And um, I yeah, I mean, it's maybe. not. I mean, as much as we say, you know, he needs the knockdowns to get himself into fight. You know, joking and all that. You know. He did, okay, he got knocked down in the first and he got knocked down at the start of the third. Yeah. Um, you know, bar those, bar those two very small incidents, he dominated the fight. Second round, yeah. as you said, was a 10-8. Won that, won that um, first and, and clearly Thiago Santos was just gassed um, after, by the third because as soon as Glover got on top, he just like, he, he, got, he got the hook in so easily. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just... It was, we say it was like, it's bad, like, fight IQ by Santos. Like, when he was on top and he was tired and he was, it was clear that the ground and pound wasn't going to lead to the finish. He should have basically immediately bailed and tried to, like, knock him out on the feet. Um, it would have been just a much better route, like, path to victory. Uh, because that, the half guard sweep that Clover hit on him to get him, like, get him up get on top is like Clover has hit that loads of times he's an ace at jiu-jitsu and like I don't, it was not necessarily inevitable but like the longer Santos uh, stayed on top you could like feel that something was coming like staying on top and not doing significant damage like it, there was just no point to it right, basically um, so yeah not great from Santos but um, I don't know does this make Glover the best light heavyweight of all time um, he's beat the man that beat John Jones. Kind yeah, of. I mean, John, John, John Jones's second and third last fights were against Santos and Smith. Both went to a decision. Glover finished yeah. them both. Yeah. All, 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 I'm, all I'm saying is, <laughs> Jones, oh, sorry, San, uh, uh, Teixeira better than Jones, question mark? Yeah, it could, could be. In a rematch. I don't know who yeah. I'd have my money on. It was, it was yeah. six years ago. Yeah, so <laughs> no, on a, make on of a that somewhat, what you will. On a somewhat serious note, does he now does he now get that title shot? I mean, we talked literally in the preview last week about the news of of Blahovic, um, perhaps looking at Adesanya because uh, Whitaker hadn't sort of campaigned for the fight hard enough or, or or whatever was going on there. Surely, in my eyes, it makes sense to do to share a versus Blahovic, Adesanya Whitaker too, and then if if you know, regardless of how the light heavyweight one goes, um, as long as Adesanya comes through, uh, comes through Whitaker, then then Adesanya can fight the winner of that. Uh, yeah, I like. I don't particularly like the talks at this minute of um, what Jan uh, is he. I yeah, I think just keep the divisions like let light heavyweight breathe for a little bit. Like it's been in like the John Jones era for so long. Like. And with all kind of like the problems and disruptions that that brought, that like just let it be a normal division for a little bit. Like at some point, Izzy's probably going to go up, um, but like I would wouldn't want Izzy to be in that division for any real length of time. Just literally a title shot to make him a double champ, and that's it. I'd never like to see him at light heavyweight again because there's nothing there for him. So yeah, yeah um, and the last thing you want is him sort of like holding onto the belt and then fighting for the light heavyweight belt like once every nine months and it's just like yeah then that all gets stalled it's just it's i don't as i said i don't mind him going up but i think when you've got someone who's 
you know, built a very credible case towards getting a title shot as Glover has. I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty silly to pass up on that for, for Izzy. Yeah, I think you've got to. I think, and just like in terms of the fights, at least for now, that's what I'd prefer to see. Yeah. Um, I think they're just a little bit more interesting because I like as good as like kind of like Jan did look good against uh, Reyes, but like I don't really have that much interest in Jan uh, versus Z. I just think that's like pretty much any fight at light heavyweight for Izzy is just not that interesting. Um, He probably beats all of them fairly decisively. Um, A fun one probably would be Thiago Santos and Izzy because that would be fairly wild. Um, uh, Izzy probably batters him, like almost certainly, but um, it would be fun for as long as it lasts. Um, See, I feel like Izzy is probably going to get like the light heavyweight belt at some point, maybe fight Jones and then like very possibly go up to heavyweight and see what he well, can do there. I was, I was hearing someone was saying, someone was posing, you know, if, if Jones is putting on this weight, you know, I doubt, I doubt, well, if, if we're assuming that he's beginning his sort of six month sabbatical to sort of put on weight to move up to heavyweight as he, as he suggested, then, then, then perhaps the Jones Adesanya fight could could be at heavyweight. As crazy yeah, as that sounds, the you, only you, know, you get he gets the belt at is he you know hypothetically gets the belt at um, light heavyweight. Jones has had a fight at heavyweight in the meantime, and then that fight happens at heavyweight. Yep, uh, I could see it. Like, is he's fought at heavyweight in kickboxing? Um, so it's not like completely unfamiliar territory yeah. for him. I think like with some of the really big heavyweights, he would struggle. Like he's so much of a better fighter than Ngannou, but like you've just got to think the size and power difference would be. It'd still be fairly rough for him. Um, and on his day, maybe to fit. Maybe these days, Izzy might be able to beat Stipe, but a few years ago, Stipe like in his prime. Um, you'd think that Stipe could probably get that done. Uh, but it'd be actually quite an interesting fight now, to be honest. Um, Post-DC, Stipe has quite a lot of miles on him. Yeah. More than he used to. So, yeah, that would be... But we've kind of, like, evolved off topic into a very... <laughs> I suppose it's not much to talk about, so it's not that not that bad. But, um, yeah. Yeah, regardless, returning back to full circle to, to Shara Santos. Good... Um... Good performance for Teixeira. Hopefully getting a title shot. Santos, uh, there's there's fights out there. I, I mean, Santos versus Yuri Prochazka, that would be a fun fight. That would be um, actually fun. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of guys that, you know, Santos Reyes, that's a fight you can you can make. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty of fights. Um, albeit, I would, have loved to have, I would have liked to have seen him win and then fight Jan, but that doesn't really matter. Um, we'll go. We'll, we'll touch very briefly on the co-main event. Uh, <laughs> Time for our weekly instalment again, isn't it? Yeah, our weekly instalment. You know, br- briefly, I say one because it was a stinker of a fight, and two because Tanabosa. You know, turns out he's not the Muhammad Ali of the heavyweight, and he ruined my acker. So, cheers, <laughs> Tanner. We had we had Tanabosa. We had Yan Zhaonan by decision. Nailed it. Um, Darren Elkins, which you know, won, and I had I think Alexander Romanov. So it was all going all great. He just, just he just ruined it, and you know he didn't look great. Trust it, 
trust a um, 41-year-old Andra Arlovsky who's been around in the division for, for uh, you know, donkey's years to put, to put, to put the, uh, the brakes firmly on Tanabosa, who looked like being a somewhat entertaining heavyweight. Yep, uh, it was just it was an absolute stinker, really, wasn't it? Um, Tanabos just kind of had trouble with the range a little bit, like, and any time he entered, Arlovsky just counted him and punished him. Uh, so the only thing Bosa really landed with any sort of significance was leg kicks. Um, although, like, when he did throw the jab, I think it it did work, and I think there were a few times I think they mentioned it on commentary that. It might be a different fight I'm thinking of. Um, but, like, he threw the jab to the body, like, once. And it was like, yeah, do more of that. And, like, the jab to the body and the jab to the head, like, they did work for Bosa, but he just didn't do it enough. And then the only other thing he had was leg kicks. Other than that, he was, like, basically impotent in the fight. It was not particularly encouraging. Um, I think this basically serves, like, to teach us that, we shouldn't ever get excited about a heavyweight prospect until we've seen them fight Arlovsky. He is the litmus test at heavyweight. Like, if you can't really batter Arlovsky, you're just probably not that worth it. Um, yeah, I mean, if I look down his, yeah, I mean his. Well, his list, his his last sort of losses, Rosenstrike, who literally knocked out with a jab. You know, Rosenstrike's gone on to do good stuff. Although, although I am looking down. This is the thing. It's like. I feel like you know, you know he's he's got he's he's got losses against the the types of, you know Sakai and Taito Avasa and like Martian Tabor. Although Martian Tabor did look good in this last one, but like you know if Taito Avasa can get out of unanimous unanimous decision victory, and that was two years ago, surely Tanner, you can just do a bit more. Although that Taito Avasa fight was like so it, the context and like. The situation around the wins, I think, also does. They really kind of have to convincingly beat Olofsky for me because two of us are like, yeah, yeah, a lot true. of people thought he lost that fight, um, and I'm pretty sure close. a lot of people uh, thought Sakai lost that fight as well. So. Yeah, um, so yeah, well, whatever. Um, although Walt Harris only got a split decision over him, but which was then overturned. Seemingly, uh, seemingly, no one can look good against Olofsky. No, unless you just, you're just have... absolutely enough. Yeah, and that's just like Rosenstreich or. <laughs> You know, Rosenstreich weakness just like jab him, and he just like falls flat on his face. Yeah. Um. So yeah, unless, but yeah, not great. Um. Hopefully, Tanabosa stays around a bit. Um. And and will we see Glover Teixeira esque run for Arlovsky at heavyweight? Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. Now, now uh, three no. and one. You know. Now three and one. Absolutely point? not. Not going to happen. Run at the belt. Over. C- could could we see an Overeem Arlovsky? Heavyweight title champ fight in 2021. You've heard it here first. That's like, I think I, th- I think if we turn it my mind, point, I'd just be like, let's just let's just let's just retire the division, lads. Yeah, let's just have like a three year break. If if Arlovsky and Overeem get to the title in 2021, like bring just 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 bring every other fighter into a room and be like, guys, what are you doing? I would just like at that point basically just make everyone. I mean, at that point you definitely combine light heavyweight and heavyweight. Like you don't need two divisions between those. <laughs> like yeah. just they're terrible. If you're above two hundred pounds, you're a heavyweight. That's fine. Yeah. Um, or like to be honest, like if they combine one eighty five in there, like be a bit harsh on some of the smaller middleweights, but you could also it could also be quite interesting as well. Um, but 
maybe keep one eighty five around. Um, yeah, but I'd, yeah, I'd like any anything above anything above two hundred pounds at this point, to be honest, like just just make it one, um, and you might have half a good division between them. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so we will we will park um, that fight very quickly. We'll move on to someone who looked far better in victory. Um, we're not really sure I'd say his first name, but we'll just go with Barcelos, who I was disappointed to find out is not a you know, 26, 28-year-old entering his prime, but is actually 33. Um, but regardless, still looked great um, in the unanimous decision victory against Khalid Taha or Taha. I, 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 can't, I don't know quite how to pronounce it. Um, uh, yeah, Taha, I think that's what I'd go with. Um, who also looked fairly good as well. Like um, He made a fight of it, um, despite getting consistently outworked um and fairly battered um but yeah Barcelos look great like that's like yeah I, i'm just on your level like i'm sad he's 33 and that he hasn't been given like i don't know what the situation is if he's had injuries or whatever but he's been like around for like long enough to the point that i feel he should have had more fights and progressed a little further than yeah well yeah he took a big i'm looking at his thing now he he made his UFC debut in 2018, and then even then he's fought twice in 2018, twice in 2019, and then obviously this year is a bit of a write off, I guess, because he's Brazilian. Yeah. Um. But he did have a he did have a gap of two, well, almost two years between his UFC debut and his fight and his fight before that. So he fought yeah. in 2016. So perhaps he had an injury coming in there, and also I guess you know he made his he made his official debut in 2012, which is only eight years ago. So that's at what. 20, 25. 25, so quite a late yeah. starter anyway. It's true. I guess I guess perhaps because he um, dedicated probably a lot of years to um, jiu-jitsu. To his BJJ, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I think he does have... Um, yeah, he's a world champion have, in 20, yeah, 2002, 2003. And, well, I guess those are all a different... Like, yeah, different division, purple belt and stuff yeah. like that. It's a bit different. But um, yeah, like very high-level um, jiu-jitsu guy. Um, and on the feet, looks like a... Not bad, kind of in what's what's the word imitation of Jose Aldo, um, and looks like Jose Aldo as well, which is quite cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like really like exciting stuff. Um, like use body shots really nicely. I like that. Um, I'm just trying to like list off and remember the stuff he did really well. Um, his leg kicks were like he timed them really well, so I like that he didn't kind of. He wasn't a one-trick pony, but his leg kicks, like, whilst not throwing them that often, still really managed to establish, like, he still really managed to establish them as a threat, despite not kind of, like, going to the well with them too much. He used them fairly sparingly, but when he did, they really mattered. Um, So, like, they're very powerful, and he's got good timing on that, and he knows how to land them. Um, So, yeah, that was very impressive. And then, like, something like the counter... Some like counter flying knees as well, which were like probably like generally the best time to use flying knees, kind of as counters, or when you've got your opponent on the cage, which he also did. Um, but yeah, just like his overall kind of skill set and development um, looks fantastic. And yeah, the only downside is that he is thirty three. But as we said, um, it does like that can take off some of your like kind of speed and reactions, like just being old. But a lot of like the effects of aging in MMA come from your like fight years, like the miles you have on the clock. And because he is 
like 16 and one. He's only been fighting eight years. Um, he hasn't taken that much damage uh, generally, although I haven't seen all of his fights. So I can't definitively say that, but he doesn't seem to have taken that much damage. So his career probably lasts a bit longer. He's still got like three, possibly four more good years in him. Um, I'd say so. It's not like it's not devastating his age, but it is a bit of a, a slight disappointment. Yeah. So yeah, well, I mean, one one to keep an eye on. Another guy to add to the crazy stacked division that is the bantamweight at the minute. Um, yeah, I think like I was also saying that I think that um, I've really liked to see him get at least a top fifteen fighter, and I think he probably will. But I'd quite like to see him get a top ten. I think that'd be quite interesting. Give him Joe Zalba. Um, I'd I'd think that'd be brilliant. Um, although one more like, before then, but I'd like to see it. I think that'd be. <laughs> I'd get confused. I'm guess so. Who's yeah. Um, no. Uh, yeah, that would actually be a great fight. Although even now, I can see Aldo pulling. Like Aldo could pull that off. Aldo's Aldo's always fantastic. So yeah, um, I was just, like still going back. I was surprised how good Aldo looked against Payan. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, very surprising. You know, five, five again. Getting off topic, but you know, a five round Aldo against a pressure fighter like Yan was never really going to work. But. He I made a fight of it. Like I think, it was a, I, think a, I think a three round Aldo is honestly a problem for it, for 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 still everyone in that bantamweight division. Or... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like he's not a pushover, and yeah, he, Aldo made it so competitive, and his footwork like was still yeah. really on point. And Jan got had very little success with the pressuring. Jan yeah. had to change the way he fought like quite a lot. Um, so yeah, off topic, but Jose Aldo. The king. <laughs> Indeed. Um, we know this. We do. Uh, well, we'll move on. I mean, there's not really a lot to talk about the next one. Giga Chikadze, we've mentioned him a couple of times. Um, he's had a few fights in these last sort of, um, you know, months or so. Uh, I, I think this, this uh, Jame Simmons, or however you pronounce his first name, this was sort of a late, either a late replacement or, or at least a late fight booking. Um, but good win for him. Good TK finish, and yeah, he sort of continues to make a name for himself in the featherweight division. Yeah, this was like Simmons was kind of just a bit of a warm body in there. Like he kind yeah. of even looked like a bit. If you've played the UFC games, he just kind of looked like a creator fighter. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm being a bit too harsh on him, but um, um, yeah, he was. Chikensi was like a minus nine hundred favorite here. Um, yeah. So it was like this was never going to go any other way. Um, yeah, exactly. So yeah, but the knockout was really good. <laughs> the like the body kick preceding the head kick was fantastic, and then the head kick itself, like I think Dominic Cruz said on the broadcast, genuinely sounded like a home run, like a baseball bat hitting a hitting a baseball. It was crazy. Um, one of the loudest head kicks I think I've ever heard. Insane, um, but yeah, good knockout. Uh, yeah, and he'll be one to continue to watch. Um... And then the last one on the main card, Yan Jonan uh, versus Claudia Cadelia. Um, unanimous decision, 29-28. It is, it is one and a half round Claudia Cadelia all over again. Won that first round and then just ran out of gas and Jonan just sort of took over. Uh, yeah, to a degree. I think Jonan, uh, it wasn't just that. I think Zhao Nan genuinely did look like Zhao Nan looked good in this. Yeah. Um, and she kind of flummoxed um, Gedalia. The feints as well as the jab were really like, 
it drew out a lot of counters from Gadelia that then Xiao Nan could counter those, uh, and she did that very well all fights. Um, and yeah, I think she looked really good, and her footwork was very nice as well. Um, she stayed off the cage fairly nicely, uh, at least in points. Like she did get trapped there for a little bit, but um, yeah, I think Xiao Nan is actually um, watch. Having watched that, I think I'm uh, really interested to see where she goes. Yeah, I mean forward. she's now she's now six and zero um, in the UFC. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I imagine I, I, I haven't seen the ranking updates, but uh, oh wow, she's she now she's now number three in the strawweight rankings. Oh, that is that is a jump. Wow, um, if that, I mean, if Wikipedia, um, let me have a look at the rankings. Um, I've got that. Um, maybe, maybe that's just Wikipedia getting it wrong, but oh, the UFC's website is also terrible, so uh, that could have be a my... look. <laughs> the, <laughs> did you see earlier? I think it was this week. The UFC's like website glitched or something. I went and checked it myself, and it. Did it came up for me that like they put Conor McGregor as like the pound for pound number one or something? Yeah, so she's uh, not... Well, I don't know because I was about to say, well, I can check. Have you got, got the Marina? <laughs> we've got one Rose Namajunas, two Joanna, four Carla Esparza, and then also four Carla Esparza. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't tell you three. And then three, three could very much be Yan Jaonan because she's not yeah. anywhere else on the list. So and I she's assume, certainly ranked. So I assume it is. Um, but yeah, who knows? And we've also got seven is Michelle Waterson, eight Marina Rodriguez, eight Marina Rodriguez. Ah, fantastic. They certainly needed to put that in twice. Yeah, d- well. just in case you forgot. It's like, no, no, she is. Um, but yeah, earlier this week, the UFC's website like rearranged the pound for pound rankings and like Conor McGregor was number one. Oh, um, huge. <laughs> <laughs> like they've put it back now but um like they like i don't know uh, need someone to work on their website um i don't yeah, I, so I, I offer my services i mean i'm don't have any experience um but it'd be a cool job i reckon and i could probably do a better job than the yeah exactly um, people currently doing it so yeah we think she's number three we don't know we don't know <laughs> the point is she is she is now up in the mix at strawweight i mean another another woman to, to throw up in that division which is just well, we also can't see where Claudia Gadelia is. Um, yeah, honestly, who knows? Um, she's ranked pound for pound. Women is pound for pound, <laughs> but she's not ranked. What? What? Yan Zhaonan. Yan Zhaonan is thirteen. Women's pound for pound. Although they've skipped fourteen and went straight to fifteen, uh, so that was also <laughs> a thing. Right. Um, well, it's just simply a terrible website. Um, <laughs> I can't get over it. Um, whatever. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. not going well. But yeah, we'll see what um, what she's got in store. But I imagine, um, well, actually, it depends when Wei Li Zhang fights. But uh, may- maybe that I haven't actually heard anything about her. But I assume that's going to happen at some point in one of the fights. Yeah. yeah, I could see that. Um, are they going to? Yeah, are they going to book what Zhang um, Nami Yunus? That would be. Is I imagine they go with yeah. Yeah, that would that, that make sense. I guess maybe that'll happen. Uh, I guess Nami Yunus did have... She had quite a bad eye injury, didn't she, in that Andrade oh, fight? Yeah. So Yeah, the Andrade fight was not um, fun for her. So No, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. But she's got she's got potential to mix it up in around the uh, the top of the division. Yeah, I think she looked pretty good. Um, do you want to talk about anything else on that card? You, you watched a few um, more of the prelims. I guess uh, Alexander Romanov, I did catch his. He... Is now, I think he got like that was like his third forearm choke in his career or something, um, which is kind of insane. Um, 
I think yeah, but he moves yeah. he moves to twelve and zero. I mean, he's not fought anyone of note, but um, perhaps someone to watch in the heavyweight division. Um, was there anyone else you wanted to mention? Um, the Mac Griffin fight was quite good. Um, I'm trying to remember the details, and I can't now. Uh, the only thing I remember is the ear, um, and it was quite disgusting. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> also, I don't know. Depends how much you enjoy that kind of thing. Um, check it out. Uh, but yeah, uh, quite grim. But Max Griffin put in good work, I thought, um, throughout the fight. Um, yeah, it was fairly fun. I liked it. And then the Darren Elkin one was like kind of funny because he managed to win every round, but also get absolutely battered like Darren Elkins does. Uh, but then he choked choked him out. So like it's kind of Glover Tichira esque, to be honest. Um, hmm. So. Yeah, that was a thing that happened, but yeah, <laughs> it's Darren Elkin, that's what you expect. Yeah, it's fair. He, he was 4 0 before this, so he might have just, might, might, might have just held on to his status in the uh, in the division for a few more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he'd lost, yeah, he'd lost 4 0. Forgot about that as well. But yeah, so no, he'll carry on being, being the damage. Um, damage, oh, what an awful. <laughs> although, although I will save this because I've just, I was doing a bit of looking at, looking at, at the card and I think I think there might be the best nickname I've ever seen. Better than the Combat Wombat. It honestly, honestly might be. Although, um, so yeah, I guess we'll move on to um, next week's because there's not a whole lot more to discuss about last week. Um, I mean, it's not looking great. We sort of discussed <laughs> it, you know, without without Paul Felder um, being on the bike for the next five days and. You know, cutting a hell of a lot of weight to make one fifty-five. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think we'd have a, we'd have an event to be honest. Yeah, that is the really. I kind of forgot about that to be honest. That is the really impressive thing. Like Paul Felder's not a small lightweight, um, and cutting that weight in five days is very impressive if he manages to do that. Um, so yeah, we'll see if, like, if they made it a catch weight, I wouldn't be mad about it. Um, I'm sure RDA wouldn't probably necessarily yeah. be mad about it either. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Very impressive from Paul Felder. Um, fair play to him. Yeah, but I mean, that fight in general, as I said, we don't really know what condition. I mean, I said, probably the same as, you know, RJ. You know, we looked at his last fight against Chiesa, and, you know, we said in the preview before, you know, the match, I was like, he looked, he looked in a bad way in that Chiesa fight. You know, he looked like a guy who'd sort of like, We'd 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 finally broken the back of the RDA that was sort of the staple of the welterweight division for so long, and now you know, in addition to that, he's now cutting down to one fifty five. But also in that sense, coming up against a well previously a Maxia, but now a Paul Felder who is still very much live in the division, but also will have to cut down to one fifty five. So be really interesting to see how both of those weight cuts one sort of very late on in the day and the other sort of the first in a in in a while in a while Since 2016 see, I think yeah to see how both of them affect affect each of them yeah um i don't i actually kind of i do prefer this fight to the makashev fight i think because the makashev fight would have just been what we've seen from rda like in his last five opponents yeah. which is like RDA used to be like a v- at 155, he was a very good pressure fighter. Um, mm. But at 170, I think just not having the physical presence, which is a decent amount of pressure fighting, just not having the physical presence to do that um, 
he's kind of like really played a more back foot game. Um, and certainly as of late, uh, his footwork for that has just not been there. Uh, he's backed himself onto the cage fairly consistently. Um, and like, yeah, Covington, Usman, um, Edwards to a degree, and then Chiesa really took advantage of that. And I, yeah. was surpri- I was surprised and like really disheartened that Chiesa managed to do that. Like, like the skill set that RDA has thrown sh- shown throughout his career is genuinely fantastic. Like, maybe not all at like, not all at one time has RDA looked necessarily the best. But if you were to piece like take bits from RDA's career and piece it all together, you have one hell of a fight. Yeah. Um, I mean, even still, he's one hell of a fighter. Um, but if you were to manage to get just the best RDA from different parts, he'd be one of the best of all time. Um, so, yeah, it was quite disheartening to me to see Michael Chiesa beat him in the way that he did. Um, and did not make me excited for a Makachev fight. But a Paul Felder fight is actually more interesting to me. So um, I don't mind it. We'll get to see RDA um, on the feet a bit more. Um, maybe get to see him pressure, which would be really cool again. Um, and yeah, be interesting one in the clinch, um, based on like Edwards did great work against RDA in the clinch, and Paul Felder is not Edwards, but is still dangerous in the clinch. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, I think um, very interesting standoff. I mean, you know, we look at Felder. I mean, I, I think he's you know, seven in the rankings, which is is great i don't really know what you know victory i guess you know the barbosa one and maybe the charles of he's not actually got a lot of there's not there's not sort of a win that you think i guess maybe that barbosa you think like this is the one that he's in the he's in the rankings for but was unlucky against hooker you know i think that fight could have gone either way i think a lot of people had it for for felder and his sort of his his his, his extended appearances in the commentary sort of detract from the fact that he is still, you know, a very live fighter in this in this lightweight division. He's only thirty four I mean, he's thirty five, so not not, you know, spring not chicken, young. but certainly yeah. not had a lot of cage time. He's, um so, you know, this is a this is a big opportunity for RDA. I think as a stylistic matchup, this represents, as you said, sort of a far better opportunity for for Dos Anjos, but also it's a, it's a great fight for Feld. The only thing I have is, the only thing that would be interesting is, you would imagine um, RDA's, RDA's whole camp would have been prepping for the takedown, um, prepping for, you know, dealing with Makashev's pressure um, and all that sort of stuff. And now, now he switches very, very, very radically from a um, sort of a southpaw wrestler to a, to an orthodox kickboxer, and I only wonder how that might sort of affect affect him on fight on fight day. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I just like, I just kind of hope we see at least a bit of kind of like classic RDA. Um, that's as good as I can hope for. Um, and hopefully, Paul Felder looks like in decent condition. Um, and all you can really hope for is we get a good fight because I don't see like at this point either guy going for a title. Um, yeah. So what you can hope for is just a fun action fight, which they're both very capable of producing. Yeah, I think that's all we can hope for, especially because it doesn't look like we're going to be getting a whole lot prior to that. Um, <laughs> I mean, 
yeah, I, I don't really want to put a prediction out. I think it's so difficult to predict, um, especially this one when you've got, you know, Felder literally coming in on five days notice, Dos Anjos coming down in a weight division, fighting a very different stylistic fight. I think it's very difficult to know how this, this will go. As you said, I, just, I, think, I think we can just hope for fun fight, lots of elbows, lots of, <laughs> yeah. you know, back elbows and spinny, spinny stuff and hopefully hopefully a, a fun fight to cap off what might not be the greatest card. No. Uh, yeah, this overall does not look like a good card. Uh, I mean, that Al-Hassan is always fun, I think. But um, I think he's probably just going to get like, I don't know, Williams, Chaos Williams. Yeah, Ka- I mean, cracking name. Chaos yeah. Williams. <laughs> um, uh, he's 10-1-0. So never lost. I oh, know he has no, 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 no. He's ten and one. Um, he has fought twice, and he's fought once in the UFC against Alex Moreno. I don't remember that far off the top of my head. But it was a twenty-seven second KO. Um, so that could be vaguely interesting. I mean, Hassan is always a bit, is always a bit crazy. Yeah, he's got a, a knack for quite quick knockouts. Or then I feel like if he doesn't get the quick knockout. See how it goes. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If he doesn't get the quick knockout, he's not as much of a threat. Um, so yeah, expect a big burst out the gate from Abdul Razak Al Hassan, and then see where it goes from there. But Chaos Williams getting a twenty-seven second knockout in his debut also suggests that at least the first round of that could be very fun. Yeah. I mean, you've got Eric Anders, who I'm not particularly fond of. Brendan I don't, Allen, I'm not fond of Eric Brendan Anders. Allen, Steph, well, Brendan Allen facing Sean Strickland on short notice. That was, I think that was, that was supposed to be Heinish last weekend, but Heinish got COVID, had to pull out. And then, as, I, as, as you, you might have noticed, I, I alluded to the third fight. That is because it is Julian, uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis Marquez. Oh, I like it. <laughs> who, who, who is actually... Um, Coming, coming back of a, I mean, I, I can't, can't remember. I'm coming, coming back of a two-year layoff. Um, he has got a win over Darren Stewart. Um, I think I have to get like an, an arm injury, and he's been off for two years. But yeah, not from Cuba. But yeah, that is strange as well. <laughs> I mean, it's America, out, I guess, yeah. and I guess they were, they were in it. Yeah. But yeah, um, the Cuban Missile Crisis, Marquez. I mean, um, I don't, maybe there's a story there. I don't know. Yeah, that, um, that's a thing. His parents grandparents met during the I don't know uh, what Who it knows? could be I don't know why that's his name I assume he's from and he's from Missouri so not even from like Florida or anything yeah though. very yeah. very weird uh, makes no sense to me um, there we go I like it though that's a thing <laughs> um, yeah. yeah honestly the only other thing to that I can think of to, to pull up is um, oh another good nickname um Kay Hansen um, fighting Corey McKenna. Um, Kay Hansen is 21. Got a, got an armbar victory over Virginia Frey in her debut. And I think, if, if I'm correct, I think I saw this somewhere. Um, oh, she's fighting oh Corey the Hobbit McKenna, who is Welsh. Well, I didn't know. Um, this I think I think this is the the fifth youngest combined ages for a UFC fight ever. Oh, well, that's interesting. That's a good bit of trivia. Um, I think I saw that somewhere on Twitter this week. This week, But yeah, Kay Hansen, I think she's sort of like a, a Ronda Rousey-inspired um, fighter. I think that, 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 that was made a lot, of, 
a lot of media attention in her build up to her debut, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, that could be an interesting. Who, yeah, looking at this, actually, who's younger than them? Like, apparently, who's uh, the youngest? Uh, apparently, I think it was. Um, I'll try and get it up. I think I think it was on an Ariel Hawani tweet. I think I think it might have been like a Nick or Nate Diaz fight. Because um, like it's kind of because they are both younger than me, um, <laughs> which is um, not very encouraging. Um, <laughs> let me see. But, if yeah, I can very strange. Find, here we go. Here we go. Um, her is been yeah. When the twenty-one-year-old K Hansen meets Corey McCann, it might, oh no, it's, it's not even the fifth. It's the sixth youngest fight in UFC history at a combined age of forty-two. So the the youngest is oh god, Nayuki <laughs> Nayuki and versus Carl John de Thomas. All right. Okay. Uh, Nick Nick Diaz versus Jeremy Jackson was, right. it, was second. Um, Robbie Lawler, Aaron Riley, and then a few others who. I don't know. Yeah, they are combined just slightly older than Glover Teixeira. My God. So go. And younger than Anderson Silva. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so yeah, that, that, that could be an interesting one. Um, she got, Corey McKenna got a victory on the Contender Series um, three months ago. And yeah, got her, got her fight. I mean, she's only four and one. Um, so very, very fresh. I guess as is Kate Hansen, she's only seven and three. Um, but yeah, that could be an interesting one to to watch out for. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, honestly, like, it's not a good card. So like, yeah, whatever so, we can grab onto. Yeah, we'll 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 have a look um, at that in the week next week. Um, we'll sort of have a look, and um, at least next week we've got UFC. Well, I say at least we've got UFC 255, um, which is looking not great, but at least there's two title fights. Yeah, although one is women's flyweight. Yeah, so, um, make that what you will. And Shogun Hill, Paul Craig. Oh, yeah, it's not great. Card. But Brandon Royvel um, and Brand, two Brandons. Um, the two Brandons. That's going to be a cracker, I think. Um, and they're, they're, they're headlining the prelims, which I actually don't think is too bad a thing because it'll, it'll be on no. again. Yeah, that means I can probably get... Maybe I'll stay up and get an early night. Who knows? Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll, see yeah, how that we'll be back in the week to preview that, to try and pull together some analysis of this Felder Dos Anjos card um, because there's not going to be a lot. Um but yeah, have you got, have you got any, anything, any, anything else you want to, uh, to add? Um, no, not particularly. I think that's all it from me. So I it well. Um, with all that being said and done, um, yeah, I hope you, hope you enjoyed listening. Um, and yeah, we will, uh, yeah, stay safe and we'll see you. We'll see you next week. See you, everyone. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.